This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic on BFM 89.9. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila Ganesan. And for today's review, I'm joined by Adriana Nordin Manan, who is a writer, playwright, translator. Adriana, always a pleasure to have you on. Always happy to be here, Sharmila. Thank you. So Adrian is here with me today to review an online exhibition. It's called Being and Becoming of Femininities in the Malay World Through 50 Images. And um, it's, a, it's a good one. It's an online exhibition of archival photographs and images. Uh, it's on until the 31st of August. And it essentially features uh, people and places of the Malay world, uh, which includes Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, and, and uh, essentially curates 50 images from various archives and collections around the world from the 19th and 20th century primarily I want to say and um, to kind of glean this I think various questions around the gaze and colonization and history and culture Um, and straight off I want to say you know I'm a huge fan of uh, archival photographs uh, and I think there's so much value in seeing how photographers choose to present their subjects and how subjects choose to present themselves and particularly within these lenses of colonization and culture and history there's so much value in even just having these photographs in a place curated with a little bit of background information and historical context. Um, So that's where I'm starting this from. Uh, Before we get into specifics, I wanted to get your takeaway, Adriana, about about the exhibition itself. I enjoyed the exhibition and mostly for the same reasons uh, you shared. Uh, But for me also, I'd like to add on that uh, just the perspective of uh, interrogating cultures, uh, like more maybe even the anthropological roots uh, of of the undertaking was really interesting for me. And actually, I now that I think about it, you're very right about how uh, subjects interact with photos because, um, I mean, we see with young ones now, right, how they're so camera ready and photo ready. And what you remember looking back, if you look at, like, when I look at my family members' uh, older photos, it's like you interact differently, right? You're a bit more stunned or like camera, like photo, taking photos is a, is a, is a big family outing. That kind and, of and you stuff. don't, you can't yeah. immediately see the image. So yeah. you're kind of just like shooting in the dark, like what yeah. you're going to look like. Yeah. When actually yeah. you look glum when you're actually like, just like so <laughs> enamored by, you know, being in a, in the studio and all. So actually, yeah, I think that was how I came into it as well, but definitely wanting to see like, huh, let's take a look at the culture and, you know, beyond the national boundaries using the, like the term Malay world is squarely an academic, uh, in the world of academia, I feel, uh, referring to, to these three countries in this uh, exhibition. So yeah, I was, I was into it for a little, uh, a little a walk down memory lane culturally. Yeah. Um, I, I think that is actually important to say, right? The use of the, the phrase Malay world rather than Malays or Malay culture, because uh, it's, it's more of a sort of, geographical slash anthropological grouping rather than any specific community of people. And I like that because yeah. you, um, I mean, it, it, uh, Arts Equator, who are the uh, primary organizers of the exhibition are based in Singapore. So mm-hmm. a lot of the, the photographs in this are presented through a Singaporean context or, you know, they come from Singaporean collections. But of course, um, historically, Malaya plays a huge part in what shapes that as well. Um, but I like that Basically, we get images um, not just of uh, 
women from the Nusantara. So you have um, Javanese women, you have indigenous women, uh, but then you also get, for instance, representations of the Chinese diaspora at that time mm-hmm. or the Indian diaspora at the time, yeah. even um, even British women in some cases. And uh, so Cape I, Malays. Right? Oh, yes, Cape yes. Malays and Alice Yeah, Bonnison. that was fascinating, yeah, yeah. at least in one case. And I think there was also an image of a Malay woman from Vietnam with the question oh. being posed, was there a community in Vietnam at that, that time? That is true. Yep, yep, I yeah. Mm. So those are actually really fascinating. And and Mm -hmm. so I think even for a very casual viewer, um, if you're not necessarily going like, I want to understand the, you know, socio-historical context of the Malay world, even just someone who's interested in photography and images and likes looking at... um, you know, quirky things like hand-painted photographies. There's so much here just to browse through. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you go a layer deeper, there's a lot there as well. Um, I did want to say that um, I appreciated that they left it very, um, the discovery of the photos very organic. So um, you you reach this landing page and they're just all of these little bubbles of like little previews of photos and you're quite free to click through them um, and choose how you want to interact with the exhibition. So uh, you can click through them and then you can come back to the landing page and select again or you can just do the whole related photos thing or you can go through keywords or themes. Um, so I thought that was quite nice because I feel like organic discovery of photography or photos uh, turns into this kind of like personal journey for many people. Mm -hmm. I would agree. Yeah. How was your process of discovering this exhibition or the process of going through it? What did you do and what worked and didn't work for you? Um, I skipped the curatorial statement because I really wanted to, you know, on purpose, I was like, Mm. I'll revisit this later. So photos first uh, and then a curatorial statement. Um, I just looked because they're tiny little thumbnails, little circles, right? As you said, and I just looked at one that looked interesting. And uh, I know the, one of the first ones I were, that I clicked on was, uh, it was actually from a poster of the Federated Malay States Railroads, Railways. And she, the lady looks like she's, she has pink hair. So I was quite intrigued. It turns out it was a selendang, right? When you click. So yeah, for example, you know, I just go there and then uh, I would click interact and then keep going down and going down and just, yeah, moving, ambling along from there. I think worth mentioning that interact function because um, there is a, a huge interactive component to this to the exhibition. Uh, oh yes, before we move on, I should say it's broadly divided into three themes: um, body, space, and activity. Um, although some photos actually um, fit into multiple categories, um, and so it is interesting when you go to each photo and they actually categorized as such, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the interaction part, of course, as you click on each photo, there's a little tab that allows you to interact and then this leads you down a path of um, very I think subjective um, either multiple choice questions or this Mm -hmm. or that questions or even open questions where you're required to put in an answer and then then it will lead you to more information about the photos or uh, related photos sometimes or like a compare and contrast between images which I I have mixed feelings about and we can get into that later Uh, but I will say that the one thing that that does is again add to this process of uh, not so much For instance, if you imagine this just being presented as a grid or a scroll and you're scrolling through images, it's a very, uh, it's a very static process. Whereas doing it like this makes you feel like you never know what you're going to get next, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 
depending on your choices or depending on what you might choose to click on next, you're led down a completely different path. Um, you can always go back and start again and have a different experience. And I thought all of those were really cool and kind of mimics maybe the experience of being in a physical exhibition a little bit mm -hmm. more than a static space. Um, and I thought that was quite cleverly done. Um, did that work for you, the interactivity? Um, yes and no. I think um, I like the interactivity, but I also feel that uh, could we not have a little uh, a compact of like visitor and curator where uh, I don't have to, I didn't have to do so much work. It feels like click yeah. on too many things um, to get info, uh, you know, and also another thing that didn't really work for me just uh, uh, was the fact that you couldn't really uh, expand the photos. Uh, you know, like like a bona fide expansion. No, you would have to do that thing where a little magnifying glass glides across and zooms <laughs> the image. And I was like, no, that's not what I want. Like, I do want to, in because I think uh, it's a th this project has this uh, exhibition has very like academic and scholarly research roots, right? So if I can put that on one side and then just like engaging and indulging in the aesthetic on another side. Sometimes I just want to indulge in the aesthetic, you know, just let me look at the photo, like a zoomed, a zoomed in a version, you know? Um, yeah. So th there were things that uh, I, I enjoyed it overall, but I also feel sometimes like I'm not so sure if this really works because it, the, what I take away from it is I felt like I had to do a bit too much work than I would have liked to for what were the whole uh, endeavor was. No, I completely get you. And that's where my mixed feelings about the interactivity yeah. come mm -hmm. in. I think that, it would be nice if it was optional. Um, yeah. And to be fair, I don't know whether the, the creators of the exhibition would say it is optional. You're not, mm -hmm. you don't have to um, answer the questions and you can still look at all of the photos. However, um, to get a, a little bit more analysis or insight or context, yeah. you do have to answer the yeah. questions. Unless I'm completely missing something about the site and, you know, mm -hmm. I overlooked Same. a tab. Um, yeah. In which case, you know, it's a design issue as well. Yeah. Um, but, but it does feel after a while, like you're almost being uh, made to go on a journey that you don't always want or an experience that you don't always want to go through yeah. because you don't want to answer questions for everything. Exactly. Sometimes, as you said, you, you want to kind of just have the photo and I want the historical context and because mm -hmm. I'm so nerdy perhaps about like <laughs> oh, what is this picture like yeah. who are they um so I almost felt compelled to to answer the questions but alongside having a little bit of irritation that I was being made to yeah um and I'm not sure whether that's necessarily um useful to the experiencing of this um but that said I I thought that the attempt to kind of make the photos a little bit more relevant to a general audience to make it accessible was pretty cute because, you know, some of the questions were things like, which of these would you use as your social media profile picture? You know, mm -hmm. like those kinds of things I thought added a nice touch of whimsy. Um, the questions that I found perhaps a little too leading or a little too um, editorial almost were the ones that I think almost led you down a particular way mm. of thinking. Like they, you know, questions that would be like, is this image exoticizing? Or like, what does this image make you think? And then the answers will be things like colonization, racism, and, you know, which felt a little bit like, well, you say you don't want to tell me what to think, but then this is also is leading me down a particular path. 
no, no. As as you were speaking, Sharmila, I, I had little internal giggle because I was also thinking, uh, you're exactly right. And then some of the answers would be like really, you know, like like they were lifted from you know a, a scholarly or like a serious text and mm. quite at quite at length. Then the other one would be like, these women are pretty, or, you know, or like yeah, they're dressing. Yeah, these women are, and I was just like like a big contrast right and which is also an element of leading right in that sense and and uh, yeah where you're just like of course I, I mean my the way I think I'll be like yeah yeah let me choose the the long one the long like intellectual sounding answer and just take a look uh yeah so there was that and I think and I and I say this with the with the with the purest and and like well-meaning uh intentions but it just felt like this project couldn't escape its academic and like ivory tower <laughs> uh provenance and lineage you know and again um yeah I thought it was great too like I mean the curatorial statement said it was for younger audiences who might not be familiar but deep down I was like I'm not so sure actually I mean it's it not not discounting at all the insight and and I do want to mention like some of the insight like the the again which uh from the richness of academia right like the work of uh, uh, Dr. Wazir Jahan Karim on bilaterality uh, in, in Malay households and then uh, Dr. Maznaz as well on uh, Malay weavers you know all those insights were great and I was like thank you I like that it was grounded in this in scholarship as well but if it were if it did it live to, up to its name of wanting to you know cater to younger uh, audience like less familiar I'm not so sure Shamila yeah I'm not so sure yeah so that's something I actually want to pick up on uh, on the second half of the show. Uh, but we do need to take a break. We're reviewing Being and Becoming of Femininities in the Malay World through 50 Images. It's an online exhibition by Arts Equator. You can check it out at beingandbecomingmalayworld.com. It's on until the 31st of August. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. Break from mediocrity, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. And today I'm joined by playwright, writer, translator, Adriana Nordin Manan. Together we are reviewing Being and Becoming of Femininities in the Malay World through 50 Images. Uh, it's an online exhibition of archival photos, postcards, illustrations from the mid-1800s to the 1950s. And... Um, encompass uh, largely women, but also people and places from Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia. It's on until the 31st of August at beingandbecomingmalayworld.com. That's a mouthful. But um, to get back to what you mentioned earlier, Adriana, and and I want to say right from the get-go that all of my criticisms are actually with a view of perhaps seeing something like this done better and primarily because I actually really enjoyed this project, right? Yeah. Um, I, I was very glad to be able to sit in the space of the photos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of the challenge is actually this, like who is this exhibition for? And I think the exhibition doesn't quite nail for itself even who it's for because um like for me, I am a history buff. Um, I love cultural context to these things. So the stuff you mentioned earlier, the academic articles about um, economic activities um, or the cultural um, roles of women within various types of societies in the Malay world, those were hugely fascinating to me, right? And on the one hand, I felt like, oh, I wish there was a little bit more of that. But then on the other hand, the contrast of that is if this is indeed meant for for, as the exhibition says, for a more general, younger audience as a gateway, then perhaps that's not what they should be aiming for anyway. 
but then it kind of feels like they're trying to do both and then not necessarily doing each one to the fullest. Um, yeah, I think that's a, that, that's a, that's how I would put it as well. I wasn't sure. And, uh, uh, and, and I, I think just, uh, just that to repeat what I said earlier, uh, what that links to is that you don't know, you just kept feeling that I have this persistent curator who's trying to get something out of me. And I mean, you know, and you know, in this world where people talk about, I don't know, AB testing law of newspaper headlines, I just felt like, am I a subject? Is this it really? Can I not just enjoy it? I think that was it. And, but I do want to also echo you in saying that I would love to see a version of this, like an enhanced, uh, expanded maybe version, which, which gets uh, its, its target audience a bit clearer. I think that would be a nice, that would be a nice thing to see. Yeah. So the one aspect that I found uh, actually quite intriguing, and because I only discovered it close to my end, uh, the end of my experience with this, uh, so I intend to go back and actually spend a bit of time doing this. Uh, they actually have a self-curatable section where visitors to the site can kind of name a theme or name an exhibition for themselves, and then they can select the different images in the in the archives and create your own little themed thing. Uh, there are a few up there already by people who have visited the exhibition, and I thought that was such a cute idea. Um, I thought that actually allows visitors to kind of uh, examine these images through their own lenses and think about what strikes out to them. So I think that actually, that kind of interactivity is something I was really pleasantly surprised by. Um, and I think is absolutely the kind of thing that the online space allows. Is there anything that stood out to you in particular? Uh, no, like you, I also just noticed that part and I was like, yeah, I will go back as well uh, to curate. Um yeah, I think what I, this got me thinking and again, uh, in the spirit of being a visitor, but also reflecting on your own journey as, as being a visitor to photo, photography exhibitions, if I put it that way. Um, I often wonder, it left me wondering because this is maybe about my second or third exhibition, uh, which takes archival photos from the region, you know. Um, I do wonder, beyond questioning the gaze, you know, like the gaze and the counter gaze and how that reflects the social order or the power hierarchies of the time, how else can we con in contemporary society engage with archival photo exhibitions? I'm wondering, and not to say that uh, it's unsatisfying, what these themes that I mentioned, but I was like, I want more. How can I, as a, as a, as a and how can curators uh, really engage beyond I mean because I feel like we reach that question and those are common questions that you encounter but how do we go beyond um, and I think that this exhibition did try maybe with its you know making it light and you can curate your own your, your own exhibition and all of those but it did leave me with an overall actually um, hoping to be more reflexive as a visitor questioning of uh, archival uh, photography exhibitions really like how, how else do we go where else do we go uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's actually a great observation because you're right. Are we perpetually um, married to the anthropological yeah. post-colonial reading of these images, yeah. right? Um, and I and I see the reason for it and the huge value. But sometimes I wonder to go back to something that you alluded to earlier. Perhaps a fashion thing, you know, a textile thing, or um, food, you know, things that are a little bit more. Um, Quote unquote lowbrow. Um, yeah. And I don't actually mean lowbrow though, right? Yeah. Because yeah. There, there, there's huge cultural value in these. Yeah. And then it also kind of um, 
decenters that Western gaze that you can't escape and, and kind of in some ways, I think, returns a little bit of the agency to what's happening in these photos. Because yeah. the truth is like most of this is educated guesses anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think actually that's a that's a good thing to think about because uh, and perhaps the the ability for people to self-curate would lead yeah. us down some interesting directions in terms of uh, what else can we be looking at these photos for? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just wanted to close by asking you um, whether you'd recommend this to people and why. Uh, I would recommend it to people and especially, you know, maybe not so much younger audiences, but audiences who are not familiar with the cultures of this of this region, because I could see it being very valuable to somebody who's not very familiar just to get a first uh, yeah, get get a first idea of, of the conversations going around. And also, actually, I do have to say that I am very happy that it foregrounds women. Um, you know, that, that I, I, I am very happy that it does because that is a part of, of, of centering voices that we don't often hear about. Um, and so, yeah, I would recommend it. But I would say that it's likely um, uh, that they would have to do it in pieces, like not at one go, because it gets a little bit tiring and a few of the reasons of which we did uh, mention earlier. Um, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I mean, it's on until August. So, you know, over a time when you're seeking inspiration or you're just curious, yeah, go take a look and it will it will leave you thinking about many things um, after the fact. And yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. Oh, I see myself revisiting it, I think, over Definitely. the next couple of months, just to kind of look at some pictures and think about them a little bit. Um, yeah. I would also definitely recommend it. And and I think that um, exactly what you said, the diversity of the images mm. and the, the women on show and yeah. the multiple stories that you get from looking at them, there's so much value to it. Um, so I would definitely recommend it as well. Yeah. Um, thank you, Adriana, for doing this with me. Thank you, Sharmila, for inviting me. So we've been reviewing Being and Becoming of Femininities in the Malay World through 50 Images. It's available at beingandbecomingmalayworld.com. It's an online uh, exhibition of archival photographs from the mid-1800s to the 1950s, organized by uh, Arts Equator, and it's available online until the 31st of August. You've been listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.